Growing up in our household, my brothers and I would sometimes get a little too rambunctious in the house, perhaps a little too rough or noisy. And at those times, our mother would send us outside to blow the stink off. <laughs> it was her way of saying that it was time for us to change, to act differently, to be different. Blowing the stink off isn't just for kids. I imagine it's sometimes necessary for most of us as well. It's about all the ways we manage to get ourselves to the point where we look around and say, wow, this really stinks. These are the moments when we recognize the way our own life is unraveling, breaking down, or decaying. It might be the stink of anger, grudges, and resentment, guilt and regret, or unmet expectations and disappointments. Often it's the stench of hurt feelings, betrayals, and broken relationships. Some breathe the stench of grief, sorrow, and depression, or simply the stale air of our closed-up pandemic lives. Sometimes beneath the stink, is the echo of sharp, painful words that we spoke to another or another spoke to us. Other times it's the busyness, the forgetfulness, and distractions that cause us to lose sight of who is important and what really matters. Life begins to stink when we no longer see the beauty of creation, feel the wonder of being alive, or sense the mystery of love. Fear, self-doubt, and the need for approval all eventually fester and stink. There are times when our choices, priorities, and patterns of behavior take on a suffocating odor, and times when another's actions and choices let the stink in. Sometimes it just seems to sneak up on us. One morning we wake up and it's not the coffee we smell. <laughs> Regardless of how we got there or what the stench is, Jesus calls us to get up, begin again, to restore us to community, just as he does Lazarus in today's gospel. Lazarus is dead. He is four days dead and the smell is fearsome. Jesus calls him out of the tomb, out of the darkness, out of death, out of the besetting stink. That Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead is an absolute miracle. And yet it is no small wonder as well that Lazarus himself responds by taking that first step, which is true for all of us. Will we have the courage, the faith, the will, the hope to move back out into a life that has disappointed us, hurt or humiliated us, to face our failures and our fears and our losses, to try again? Will we lean into the light of a new day, take a first step into the fragrant new life?
There are lots of reasons or excuses that might cause us to hesitate. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha all have reasons. Lazarus, Jesus cries out, Lazarus, come out. And I can imagine Lazarus yelling back, no, I can't, I'm dead. I'm all wrapped up in and bound by death. There's no life left in me. I have nothing left to give. I just can't do it anymore. Besides, it's too dark. I can't see my way forward. Jesus cries, Lazarus, come out. And we hear Mary say, Lord, if you'd only been here a few days before, but it's too late now. Nothing can be done. The past is the past. Jesus cries, Lazarus, come out. And we see Martha pinching her nose as she says, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. For her, the stink is the ultimate and final reality. I suspect each of these reasons is familiar to us. I can't. If only it had been different. It's too late now. We likely even have some of our own reasons for fearing that first step. Christ, however, is not bound by human reasoning, not burdened by human excuses, not Lazarus, not Mary's, not Martha's, not ours. Lazarus come out is Christ's unceasing call to each of us. And that first step is always the hardest one. Lazarus might have resisted coming out for another reason. We've all read of those who've had near-death experiences. They tell of seeing departed loved ones and above all feeling a peacefulness and an ease, a release from the uncertainties, a sense of completeness and grace. Maybe Lazarus was four days into that peace. If so, it would be no small wonder that he might hold back. He may well have thought, what if I don't want to come out? Yet Jesus calls, Lazarus, come out. What did Lazarus hear in that voice that drew him up out of a quiet relief of lifelessness? Because a quiet life was surely not what he had ever come to expect of his friend. Jesus was forever shaking things up, opening closed doors, dining at the wrong table, healing on the wrong day, consorting with the wrong sorts of people. No, stepping out of the tomb would not be a return to the life he had known. It would be an entirely new way of being. And he couldn't yet know what that life called from him or where it would lead. But he did have faith that the one whose voice called him out of death into life was trustworthy and true. He stepped forward, trusting that as the strips of burial cloth unwound from his eyes, hands, and feet, he would discover new sight, new purpose, and a new direction. 
This is the life of the saints that we celebrate today. All those people, known and unknown, living and dead, who have stepped out in faith in response to God's call, whose steps have worn a trail for the rest of us. This is the life promised in baptism. United with Christ in his death and resurrection, there is nothing else to long for, nothing to fear, nothing to cling to, everything to gain. The stench of sin and death is blown away, and we are made new. We're about to baptize four people here in just a few minutes. Is it too much of a stretch to imagine that Jesus stands at the baptismal font, which is, after all, a kind of Lazarus tomb, where we die to self and rise into new life in Christ? Is it too much of a stretch to imagine hearing Jesus call each of us by name, speaking into the unliveliness within? Saints, come out. The one who calls is trustworthy and true and will arouse in us new vision, new purpose, and a new direction. If it is a stretch, it's a good one to lean into. Amen.